When we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Camp house time again here at Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Greatly appreciate that. I am Billy Kinder, and this old camp house is yours. Make yourself at home. The front door to the camp house is brought to you by my friends at Calming Care from Purina. Calming Care is a probiotic for our dogs. It's not a drug, uh, but it very effectively and naturally and gently works to settle the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper, the one that can be... Well, just flat out annoying when people drop by or that thunderstorm rolls in. Calming care. Learn a lot more about it when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. And that's K-I-N-D-E-R. Like kindergarten, kinderoutdoors.com. We're going to spend a little time looking back today. A couple of guys that have joined me here on the show that I had a lot of fun with. NFL All-Pro Marcus Spears, who loves to crappie fish. And the only thing I guess he loves to do more than catch crappie is eat crappie. And he talks about all of that. <laughs> also, Barefoot Bob Richardson. You ever heard of Barefoot Bob? He's a West Texas legend. Had him on the show a couple of times. We'll revisit those conversations as well. Kicking back in the camp house with friends today. So grab yourself a hot cup of coffee and Make yourself at home in that chair over there. Hey, I know they're going to have a great time in Wyoming today, in Casper, at Wyoming's largest free outdoor learning event with activities for adults and kids, the Wyoming Outdoor Expo. Nine to three mountain time today. Y'all bring the kids and have fun in Casper, Wyoming. Last week, President Biden signed into law H.R. 3113. That is the Modernizing Access to our public land, or the Mapland Act, a direct result of efforts by the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. Digital mapping and GPS technologies have fundamentally changed how sportsmen and women traverse federal lands. However, inconsistent and outdated record-keeping practices amongst federal land management agencies hinders the ability of sportsmen and women to fully take advantage of these technologies, which is addressed in part by this Mapland Act. The enactment of the Mapland Act is a significant win for American sportsmen and women. Congratulations, Lee Livesey. He's a Bassmaster Elite Angler, and he won that Bassmaster Central Open on Ross Barnett, punched his ticket to the 2023 Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic. Got a picture of him at kinderoutdoors.com with a trophy in one hand and a one-month-old baby. His little daughter, Lane, in the other hand. (laughs) Way to go, Lee. Great job. If you're going to go fishing today, you need a few things. You need a rod and a reel and a place to go. And I think Robert McCaslin can help you with that. I've got him on that Kinder Outdoors trot line right now. And he's got a brand-new app that he has developed called Fish Fin. Welcome to the show, Robert. Good to have you here. Thank you, Billy. Thank you for having me on. You bet. You uh, you like to fish, and uh, like all of us, you like to fish in good places, and you've come up with something that might assist all of us in finding those good 
places to fish. Tell me about fish fin. Uh, what, what am I going to find when I go to this app? Well, we, uh, we pretty much took a social media aspect like fish brain and we took a, a, a charter booking service like Fish Anywhere or Fishing Booker and we merged them together and, uh, you know, you could post your fishing photos on your home, on the home screen. People can like and tag. Uh, we have a marketplace set up for uh, charter captains and guide captains to where uh, people can book through the application directly to the captains. Uh, we don't charge any commission fees like some of these other booking services, so that appeals to a lot of the charter captains. Uh, most other services charge between 15 and 30%. Uh, we don't charge anything. It's free to post. We have a marketplace on there where you could sell your fishing gear. If you want to sell an old rod or an old reel, if you want to sell your lures, you could post a fishing spot for sale, which is uh, kind of cool. You know, if you are an avid fisherman, you can buy them spot for $10, 20 something like that. And when you buy the spot, you get the data, all that that they uh, caught the fish, you know, with the date and time, the weather, and all that's in there. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. We got a lot of. I have a good friend of mine down in South Padre who's a charter captain, and uh, he's been testing it for us, and he loves it. He loves the concept. Uh, everything that we're doing. I'll tell you what. Uh, you're in the very beginning stages of this now. You've got your app developed, but you're kind of in a testing stage, right? Yes, sir. We're testing it right now. So you would like people to come and try your app. Yes, I'd like to get some feedback. Uh, we are, you can find us at fishfinapp.com and you can download from the website. We're also on App Store for iPhone and Google Play Store for Android. So we are out there and we're testing and, and uh, trying to get all the bugs out before we launch. We're going to launch probably mid-June, mid-July. Okay, fishfin, F-I-N, fishfinapp.com is the uh, website. Robert, I hope it does well. Well, thank thank you, Mr. Kinder. I appreciate your time and uh, everything you do. And God bless you. Honey, I've got to go fishing today. I've got to try this fish fin app for this guy. <laughs> Robert McCaslin and Fish Fin. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. Order it from Chewy.com. Good morning, everyone. It's Brian Snowden. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store, you get a snack, and you just talk about Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind, and the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up, and sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if, it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just... Come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and waking up still in the car as well. I can just feel the comfort knowing that will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com. 
Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 15-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com Bring the kids along. This is where heritage is guarded just for them. Tender Outdoors. Hey, our t-shirts look good <laughs> and one would look good on you but you have to uh register for that drawing to win it kinderoutdoors.com k-i-n-d-e-r that's where it all begins uh it's a simple old-fashioned drawing throw your name in the hat if we draw your name out we send you a t-shirt it's just that simple it's a way of saying thank you so much for tuning in to kinder outdoors uh we really appreciate that wish we could send everyone a t-shirt but dang that's a lot of money so, go enter the drawing. Win one. 
Barefoot Bob is a West Texas legend. Bob Richardson. I want you to get to know him now. We're going to reach back in the Kinder Outdoors archives now. This goes back about 10 years, so disregard any weather or drought or bird population numbers that you hear in this interview. That's all outdated stuff. But Barefoot Bob, hey, he's timeless. Barefoot Bob, it's sure good to sit down with you. I've been wanting to talk with you a long while, but the first thing I noticed about you when you got out of your truck, you've got shoes on. How come? Well, them rocks and cactuses around Brady, Texas are pretty rough on bare feet. (laughs) (laughs) But you did earn that nickname from running this country barefoot, didn't you? Yes, sir. When I was young and I used to bird hunt with the old sheriff of Jones County, he'd bring people in to hunt, and we lived in the sandy country, and... I'd show them where to hunt. Well, their dogs wouldn't hunt because of the grass burrs, and I didn't wear shoes, and I'd run over and pick up their birds for them. Man. That's tough now. That's tough. They started out calling me sand spur, and after a few years, it changed to barefoot. Barefoot. How old were you when that was going on? Eight. My word. That's getting after. Dave Reeves, that sheriff, he took me kind of under his wing, and he took me everywhere, you know. It was a one-car family. and Did he ever buy you a pair of shoes? No, he never did. <laughs> that rascal. <laughs> Barefoot Bob catches pigs. He doesn't shoot them. He catches them. Man, that's tough stuff there. Now, how do you dodge them, them, them tusks? Well, as a general rule, when they're wearing a bulldog for an earring, they ain't that bad. <laughs> However, we had a man fighter that drugged two bulldogs, run my son down, got him down, and worked him over oh. big time. Cut him six times. Oh, my. How's he doing? Cut him at- He's all right. Yeah. Cut him in both thighs. Cut him in the cheek of his butt and twice in the ribs and in his shoulder. My goodness. He was four foot in the air. Woo! And still, the dogs never turned loose. They still had him. Yeah. How many did you catch last night? We caught nine last night. Sellers. Yeah. Plus some little ones. Now, is that a good night? That's an excellent night. Yeah. Five of these were big bladed boars that will bring over $100. Now, what you do is you run them with the dogs, you let the dogs catch them, and then you come in and do what? Well, you, you run in and try to get behind them, and you grab your tail with your left hand and the back foot with your right hand, and you flip them over on their side and tie their four feet together. Sounds easy enough. I want to go sometime, but I'm going to watch you from the pickup. <laughs> I'd love to see that sometime. You've hunted and fished and been outdoors just about every day of your life, haven't you? Yes, sir. You've got some amazing stories I bet you could tell me uh, throughout the years. Uh, you've done some stuff. What do you recall that kind of sticks out? You know what? I've had such a good life and got to do so many things. If I had to be anybody in the world, I'd be me. God's been great with me. Yeah, he's, he's good to us. Me everything I've ever wanted. You know, I've never wanted anything I couldn't get, but he's given me everything I've ever wanted. The trick to being happy with life is being happy with what you can get. Not satisfied, but happy with what you can get. And... uh not wanting what you can't have. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, what's, the, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen happen on a pig hunt? Well, my fifth of the fattest sister <laughs> had a boyfriend out of New Jersey. <laughs> I'm fifth, not going to mention any names. My fifth to the fattest sister. <laughs> yeah. We went hog hunting one time, and we caught a big boar, and uh, we were carrying him out on our army stretcher because the brush was real thick. Yeah. And uh, we'd carry him about 50 yards is all you could handle because he yeah. weighed about 300, and there was just the two of us. And then when we'd rest, he'd set the cot on the ground, an old army stretcher, and I'd sit on the hog, hog's butt, and he'd stand there and blow until we could go again. Well, after about 10 or 12 rest periods, I sat on the butt, and he walked around there and sat on the head. Uh-oh. Well, this mad boar with a butt stuck in his face just latched on. Well, he took off running, and he was dragging the stretcher. <laughs> now, two of us could barely carry it, but he could drag it. <laughs> 
that's about the funniest thing I've ever seen. I guess so. Hey, to you. Didn't think it was that funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, it's been real droughty uh, out in this part of the country. Uh, what's that going to do to our to our deer and their horn development this year? The best bucks on a dry year when they still get enough to eat. A deer can only eat so much and get so much nutrition. Without the high-protein rations, if you've got a lot of moisture content in your forage, he could still only eat 10 pounds. If it's 70% moisture, he's not going to get as much good as if it's 50% moisture. Mm. So we could have an outstanding deer year. The burn has moved them around a lot. It's concentrated on what didn't burn. Of course, all Texas didn't burn, but yeah. probably a third of Stonewall County burnt. Half of our ranch got burnt and half of it didn't. It's going to concentrate all the deer from the burn right now or in the unburn. Now, if, it, if we can just get a just a little rain and green it back up, they'll move back to their home range. But right now, I mean, it killed mesquite trees full size. Yeah. You've had some terrible fires out here. We've had them in my home county over yes. in Palo Pinto and yes. out post where I hunt where half part of our ranch is burned. It's, it's just affecting everybody. What will these animals do uh, when they first sense that smoke? You watch this wildlife a lot. Yeah, the quail, of course, we were right in the middle of it, but the quail would fly about three times away from the fire. And, you know, each flight would get a little short because I was watching them. They'd fly two to four times, and then the last flight, when they were really tired, they'd fly back through the flame, fly right back through it. You're kidding me. The whole, of course, they were pairing up, so you only had small coveys or five or six or pairs. And if it was a pair or a covey, they all went back through it. Did they survive? I'm assuming they did because I'm seeing more quail now than I ever did before the fire. Of course, the, co the cubbies are broke up into pairs, so you yeah. see a lot more. And when you look out there and you can see 500 yards, you see quail that you didn't see when it was yeah. grass. If we can get a, an inch and a half of rain during May to get a little bit of nesting cover, because yeah. it burned up a lot of our snakes, a lot of our rats, all the brush piles and the coons. Right after the fire, the next day after the fire, I just drive around and see them coons. They'd be in the tallest tree they could with all the hair singed off of them. And so, you know, it hurt the coons. The turkeys... I never found a dead turkey, and the, the hens were already sitting. And actually, I've got three turkey nests spotted that were sitting, and I can see them now because it's like everything around them burnt except their nest. I guess they had it packed, but it's a one tiny little circle of brown with eggs in it. Now, they're still sitting on them eggs right out in the broad open. Are they really? I'm anxious to see if they're going to hatch. Give me a call. Let me know how that goes. I'd love to. i got 18 days to go yeah. after they were burnt over. And they had to be sitting before the burnover. So in 18 days, I'll know if they're going to hatch or not. I'll be darned. That's very you interesting. They're out in black. As far as you can see, there ain't a sprig of nothing, and she's still sitting on that nest. I'll be darned. That is amazing to me. I, I just figured those eggs would burn up, and that was over. I'm sure that they didn't burn up, yeah. but might have cooked them. Hey, more from Barefoot Bob a little later. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Calming Care. It settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper. If that's your dog, you might want to give it a try. Learn more about Calming Care at kinderoutdoors.com. So you caught that big pig with Barefoot Bob. Now what? Well, let's turn it over to Master Chef John Bonnell, our camp house cook here at Kinder Outdoors. One thing that a lot of people don't uh, know or really uh, they underestimate is the uh, value of that pig on the table because that's really healthy meat, isn't it? It is. Uh, the only thing you got to worry about is it's a little leaner than regular pork, so you have to you kind of alter your thinking about, about the wild pigs. And so what do we do not to really dry them out when we're cooking them, and, and what's a real good recipe? My favorite thing to do with any of the meat you got, whether it's from the hams, the back straps, anything you've got, is clean it real well of any connective tissue, uh, any, any kind of silver skin, get pure lean meat, 
and then grind in some bacon. Buy some whole slab bacon, and at about an 80 to 20 ratio, 80% pig, 20% bacon, grind it all together, season it up with some garlic, uh, a little bit of fresh thyme and sage are wonderful. Then you got something you can work with for burgers, meatballs, anything you like. And, of course, uh, when we're out and we don't have the option of, of grinding that meat, we, want, we shot that pig today. We want to clean him and have fresh pork tonight or for breakfast in the morning. Got a simple, quick campfire recipe? You bet. Braising always works. I like to get a nice Dutch oven, take a nice, uh, you know, like a shoulder roast or a back ham, a nice big piece, season it real well, brown it as hard as you can in a little bit of oil, add in some onion, garlic, celery, carrots, little splash of white wine and some chicken stock, put the lid on, cook it low and slow, about three or four hours, it'll fall apart tender. Good morning, this is General Leroy Sisko, and I'm honored to be here today. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. With Kinder Outdoors. It's time for spring turkeys. Stop in and see the fine folks at Marksman Firearms for guns, ammo, sights, scopes, and accessories. They've got stores in Granbury, Colleen, Mansfield, and Wichita Falls. Texas owned, Texas proud. Military and first responders get a 10% discount. And they offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. For more info, visit MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. You've worked hard your entire life. And now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done. And that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences. Fences that keep the hogs out and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S. TejasRanchFencing.com There's a place I love to go in the pristine Texas Hill Country that features first-class lodging, outstanding cuisine, world-class wing shooting, the best free-range access deer hunting in the world, my favorite, by the way, plus native whitetails and turkey, and some of the most comfortable hosts that you've ever enjoyed. Don't forget to throw in the fly rod. You'll want to experience the crystal-clear waters of Joshua Creek and the Guadalupe River. Rolling hills and Texas live oaks, friendly smiles, and spring-fed waters. Orvis and Beretta agree that Joshua Creek is one of the finest hunting and shooting ranches in existence. And I think you will, too. You won't find a prettier place to get married. And our staff and facilities will make your corporate event, family reunion, or private party turnkey and the best you'll ever experience. Joshua Creek Ranch in the historic Texas Hill Country between San Antonio and Fredericksburg. Want to go? Of course you do. JoshuaCreek.com At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not in the school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics 
and they smile while learning. If you want outdoor adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Don't head to the country without stopping at Teske's Outdoors and Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Bagara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection, too. Teske's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the rancher lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Checking in by your hunting and fishing license at Teske's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trailer. Deer blinds, feed, and feeders available, too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teske's Outdoors on the south side of I-20, just west of Weatherford. Somewhere over this horizon sit a million little dictators, eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air-conditioned, glass-paneled, Wi-Fi-enabled habitats over the mountains and out into the wild, from which they hate to admit they emerged. Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fevered tantrums are ever imposed, the Earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world, human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path, the truest path, nature's path. Trust the hunter in your blood. that old bird dog out of that chair and have a seat. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. To a lot of people, May means more than spawning fish and goblin turkeys. It means morel mushrooms, <laughs> like up in Michigan. It's a big deal in Michigan. There are morel mushrooms in every county in Michigan, and this is the time of year to go round them up. A lot of us that live in uh, other more arid parts of the world depend on the grocery store for our morel mushrooms, but hilly areas with hardwood trees, uh, especially those areas that has burned from wildfire or a prescribed burn a year or so ago, that's an ideal spot for morel mushrooms. A lot of people morel hunting today. Morel mushrooms in a skillet with butter, salt and pepper, and a little garlic powder, that's a meal right there. <laughs> Marcus Spears, all-pro NFLer. You can watch him on NFL Network now. He's one of their outstanding commentators, ESPN as well. But beyond all that, he's a crappie man, and we had a good visit about it. Tell me about growing up and catching crappie. I, I know you. I know you did. I mean, how, how much time we got? <laughs> Listen, it, it is. Uh, I love I love bass fishing. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, but if I'm on the water, I'm chasing crappie. 
<laughs> and from being from Louisiana, we call them Sacalay. Yep. And that's what I grew up with fishing for with my grandfather, Brim and Sacalay. Yep. But Sacalay especially. And I tell people all the time, if you haven't had Sacalay, you haven't had the best fish in the water. I don't care if it's salt water, yep. fresh water. I don't care if it's water that's upside down, green water, clear water. If you haven't had crappy, you haven't had the best tasting fish in the water. But for me, just seeing that jig and feeling that thump. It just—it's a difference. It, yeah. it, it, like I—I I, I watch these guys bass fishing. When them bass hit that top water, I know that's adrenaline and excitement. Oh yeah. I'm sitting down. I'm letting that jig pop, and I'm just slightly moving that wrist. And when that thing, boop, it's yeah. time. Yeah. And then when it's coming up, you see it. Yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness! Hey. You think about the grease, yeah. the Louisiana <laughs> fish fry that I put on it. Man, it is. Listen. I, it's the best. It is the best. It's and, the best. you know, I, I don't know. I never knew this until right now, but you may be my brother from a different Yeah, area. man. Because I'm I, you. Hey, I love to bass fish. It's fun. But put me on a brush pile with about 600 crappie oh, sitting on that thing goodness. down there. Oh, and I would just sit there and wear them out. And, 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 and ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't it so good when you find that hole? Oh, yeah. And it's just... You just you just fishing. You just sitting there and you know what's gonna happen. You're not thinking it's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. And you're sitting on top of it of it, and you got the boat well positioned, yeah. and and even the people on the back of the boat catching crap in a sack yeah, of lake. Yeah. That's when you know it's on. All the way around, you betcha. You know, sometimes you uh, you meet a celebrity. I have them on the show all mm -hmm. the time, and and you can tell they're not quite there. <laughs> they fish, <laughs> but they. You are a fisherman that's got some celebrity. That's, yeah. You're the real deal. Yeah, I man. I, I, listen, this, this, this for me is the most natural thing because it's the first thing I started learning when I was young. Yeah. With that, that, that carried some responsibility. Right. Um, and, and not to be too serious, if you ain't had crappy, you got to have it, and then you'll go, you'll go fish for them. Exactly. I mean, that, for me, it was, all right, that's a crispy piece of fish, and it tastes really good, and I want to eat some more, and you can't buy it from the grocery store. No, you so you got to put in the work to go get them. you got to catch a most big old red ear brim that we go out to Caddo Lake there on the Louisiana border and, and catch. You know, you get up on a wad of those, a big bed of yes, those sir. in the summertime, Marcus. Yes, sir. Mercy. Yes, sir, and you fry them whole. Yes, you, <laughs> you just got them, roll them, and fry. Oh man, we did it so many times. My grandfather, my grandfather, would catch them. We'd catch them, and that next morning, or even the morning when we get back, if we had a good early morning when we get out there like five thirty, and we done at like seven thirty. Yeah, man, my grandmother fried them things with some grits. Listen, I'm, I'm, look, God bless you, Grover. She up there in heaven right now probably frying some crappy, man. Shoot, it was, it, but, but that's where, that's where it, it all starts for me. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's more than just fishing. Yeah. And if you listen, if you hear anybody that fishes and, and has it as a passion, it's always more than just fishing. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I hear some people say, I just can't stand fish. I, I don't like fish. You just sit out there all day. Something's wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong there. They're detached somewhere. Hey, how about hunting? Did you spend much time in the woods growing up down in Louisiana? I absolutely did. Yeah. And we we ran rabbits. Oh, yeah. I didn't deer hunt much until I was in my teens. Yeah. Um, my Uncle Duke is who got me in the first stand. Okay. And uh, didn't didn't take anything, but I saw a couple of does, and I, I, re I knew it. I just knew it immediately. I love doing this. Yep. And I'm one of those guys, man, I, I hunt what I eat. 
right? And I'm, I don't, you hunt what you hunt. I hunt what I eat. If I'm hunting, if I'm fishing, I'm making groceries. <laughs> that's, that's just me. But, yeah, that peace of mind and, you know, my son took his first deer uh, uh, two years ago. Hey, congratulations, yeah, man. That's bigger than you. Oh, I watched the, the excitement and, and all of the practice coming together, you know. So it's uh, it's the outdoors. I, I tell people, if you don't understand what peace of mind is, get on a boat, get in the deer stand exactly. with peace and quiet. And it's the only time now that my son don't bring iPad. Yeah. So... That's magic. I'm for it. <laughs> I'm Absolutely. for it. Yeah. You bet it is. Yeah. Well, man, I'll tell you what. I told you uh, in a previous conversation that I've enjoyed all of your careers. You. Loved watching you play ball. Love what you have to say on TV. Sometimes I wish you'd get in the face a little bit more. Yeah, so think of me next time, all right, and, and, and put it on them. Uh, growing up in Louisiana, did you know you were going to be an LSU Tiger from birth? Did people put that in you? Was funny, no. No? No, because, listen, it was... It was a lot of the stars in Louisiana went to Florida schools, yeah. uh, Florida State, Miami, um, and, and people don't realize it. Peyton went to Tennessee. He's from Louisiana. Eli went to Ole Miss. He's from Louisiana. Ed Reed is from Louisiana. Went to Miami. Reggie yeah. Wayne is from Louisiana. And, man, I just, you know, it, it was God's perfect timing. Yeah. And Nick Saban was the head coach. Not the Nick Saban everybody knows now. Right. It's, it was Nick Saban that was trying to build a program. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of guys that I played with from Louisiana were really good football players, and it just seemed like it just it, it was a great time to make the decision. Yep. And uh, we wanted to represent for our state school, and, and on our visits, the one common thing was a lot of these schools, a lot of these dudes from them areas that's having success. You know, I visited Miami, I visited Ohio State, I visited Texas A&M. And it was a big conglomerate of Florida guys at Miami. Yeah. Big conglomerate of guys up from Ohio in that area at Ohio State. And I was like, dude, we got some really good football players in Louisiana. If and soccer lane. And soccer lane, right? <laughs> Stay home. Um, but, but it just, it, it worked out. And, and it was a, it was God perfect timing, man. I liked it. Like, taking credit for that, crazy. We never knew how this would turn out. But but ending up at LSU, I can go right down the street get Mama's cooking, yep. and I knew where my brush piles was at. Right. I wasn't worried about nothing. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm going to wrap it up with this. You give the good Lord credit, oh, and and you've got a smile on your face and your joy. I I can see the source of your joy. Yes, sir. It that's the foundation. I had a praying grandmother, a praying mama, a praying sister, and I understood what that meant for me early. Yeah. Um, and that's why you that's why you got to be careful when you're in my position. Uh, of always talking about me and what I did right. and what I'm doing. Right. It took a lot of people to get me here. Yeah. And a lot of those people, including myself, knew that God was our source. So, yeah. And we're still here. And that's what my mama used to tell me, and she tell me this the other day. As long as you got breath in your body, you praise his name. That's exactly right. That's and do you know how fast those three women would have scratched your eyes out oh. if you got hurt? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't even a thought. It wasn't even a thought. That was the wrath I was scared of. <laughs> Let's go crappie fishing, brother. Let's do it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Marcus Spears from down by the pond. <laughs> he is a crappie man. He's also a all-pro retired from the NFL. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out in the camp house with us at Kinder Outdoors, whether that's a broadcast or a podcast, AM, FM, or Sirius XM. We're thrilled to have you here with us. And we'd greatly appreciate you letting us know how you listen and where you listen. 
like Anthony Zaragoza did. He's in Grand Prairie, Texas. Hi, I'm Chris Hurd with Guns and Goodies in Roundup, Montana. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Billy, I think you should buy this nice little over and under right here. Hey, crappie anglers, crappie season is here. Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about all of the new crappie products for 2022. Check out the all-new Wally Marshall Classic Signature Rods by Lou's. The Wally Marshall Classic Series starts at 5'6 and all the way up to 16 foot in length. IM8 graphite construction, cork handles, stainless steel guides, super light for all-day use, and the perfect trolling and casting rods on the market today. Now for you live scopers out there, the Wally Marshall Pro Target Rods are designed with IM8 graphite blanks, stainless steel guides, and wind grip handles. No slip with a grip when you're trying to boat flip a three-pounder. Pro Target Rods are the best for live scope, trolling, and perfect for wade fishing and heavy cover. All new Mr. Crappie Colors and Crappie Thunder, Slabalicious, Jokers, and Shadpos. Tennessee Mist, White, Who Dat, and Don't Miss the School Bus. All crappie anglers should keep the Mr. Crappie Slabomatic Electric Filet Knife handy too. StrikeKing.com, Lose.com, and SmithsProducts.com. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful in. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. 
Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Fish on the fly rod, fresh walleye in a skillet, big tom turkeys running to your call, a massive 6x6 within 30 yards, and a new personal best in the bass boat. That's life at our camp at Kinder Outdoors. Revisiting old friends on the show today at Kinder Outdoors like Barefoot Bob Richardson out in West Texas. The West Texas legend, first time we had him on the show was about a decade ago. And then a more recent visit in 2015. You spend a lot of time, all your life, you've spent time out in the woods, uh, out there hunting, fishing, observing. And one thing that's been on my mind since we talked last time, you know, we were in bad drought last time you and I talked, and we had bad fires out here. And you were watching some of the wildlife and how they reacted to those fires. You said that it pushed the turkeys, uh, but then after the fire pushed through, they kind of flew back over it and back right back into that burn. Burn ground. Yeah. And the quail... The fire didn't get many quail, but they come right back to their home turf, and Isn't that the aerial predators just wiped them out in that bare ground. Yeah, no cover. No cover. And the deer haven't recovered completely yet, probably an 80% recovery, and, and our quail, this is the first year we've had, and it's going to be fabulous. Yeah. If folks want to learn how to catch a hog, yeah. because you don't kill them, you catch them. Right. How do they go about it, Bob? Give us a one, two, three on how to do that. Well, you can either use traps. Right now, there's a good market on hogs. Yeah. I mean, they bring good money. and Or you can use dogs. I do both. Yeah. Uh, the dogs is the pleasure. The traps are to make a living. But, uh, well, we we got bay dogs. They'll yeah. find the hog and bite him in the butt until he backs up in a bush. And then we use the catch dog. He catches him and holds him by the ear till we flip him over and tie his feet. Is that your job, flip him and tie his feet? Mine or my son's. or yeah. uh, I've got a, a guy named Matt McWilliams out of Brady that hunts with us a lot. Okay. And uh, so when you're flipping that hog, you make it sound pretty simple. Uh, is that kind of like a calf roper, reach down there and grab him legs and flip it? Yes and no. Uh, a calf, you grab him by the flank and flip him. Yeah. A hog, you grab him by the tail with your left hand, a back leg with your and push him forward and push him over. It's real. The bigger the hog, the weight works against them, and the easier they are to flip. Okay, they'll go there because they're, they're front-loaded. They're heavy to the front, and they kind of flip them over like a wheel. Push them forward like a wheel. Yeah, that's what you do, exactly like a wheelbarrow. I'll be darned. Well, one of these days, well, I'm going to tag along with you one evening, and, and I'm going to watch you and take some pictures of that and, uh, and, and come along with you. Our hogs in Texas, my goodness, we can't keep up with how fast they're breeding. Yeah, but we're the lowest we've been in ever. Are we? Are we down? Uh, I buy for Southern Wild Game, and uh, I think this year we bought 10% as many hogs as normal. Oh, good. Well, that's good news and bad news. I think a lot of it's drought-related. Uh, maybe when it rains, they'll come back. Right. 
you know, for some, most people, hogs are a problem, but there's getting to be a growing number of people in Texas that make their living off hogs. Yeah, I was on a ranch in South Texas a few years back, turkey hunting in the spring, and yeah. there was a father and son there from Pennsylvania, a father and son from California, and a father and son from Idaho. And I said, what are y'all all doing down here? And they said, man, we're here to hunt hogs. And I thought, we just shoot them out of the pickup. They're a nuisance. <laughs> There's more, probably more money made in hogs than any other single species in Texas. I'll be darned. Yeah, that's how big it, it gotten. I mean, we have how big it's gotten the volume. Yeah, exactly. Bob, what are some of the neat things that you've observed with our, our critters and our wildlife through the years? Man, everything in the wild is neat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the deal about quail, I, I'm sure you've kept up with the quail. Oh, yeah. They have been rock bottom. And in one year, they went from one of the worst years ever to abundant. Uh, we just, oh, it's been three or four weeks ago, went down south, and we were uh, netting axis bulls and, yeah. and putting them in high fences, netting them in the, where there wasn't a high fence. And, right. and I was on the ground crew riding a four-wheeler, and we, when they'd net the bull, then we'd run up behind him and throw him and tie him. Yeah. Well, uh, that country there, I've guided in it for years, and if you've seen a a cubby of quail in the week, even back when we had birds everywhere, that was a big deal. Yeah. I bet you I've seen 25 cubbies wow. in one day. And they're big cubbies, and they're yeah. different size birds. Yeah, we got everything from that big to full grown. Yeah, from little babies to, I think, three hatches. Bumblebees, yeah. yeah, bumblebees. Three hatches. We may have lost a little bit of this late hatch out here in West Texas because of the, you know, we were 110 for about 10, 15 days. Yeah. And uh, I'm not seeing quite as many of the little birds as I was earlier, but we didn't lose them all because just last week my son's guiding dove hunts right now, and he run into three bunches that didn't even have feathers. My goodness. Brand new little old baby birds. It's going to be a good fall. If you've ever thought about uh, coming to West Texas and going on a guided quail hunt, this may be your year. It's going to be last big one I can last one I can remember was really good, Bob, was 2005. I had a great year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we had... Three years of bad quail in 2000 to 2001. It went, 2000 was nothing. 2001 was loaded just like this year. Yeah. yeah. And then we had five or six good years in a row. Let me ask you this, Bob. If your dogs catch a 350-pound hog, a big one, a sure enough big one, do you send your son in to flip him? Whoever gets there first, but he can outrun me now. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, if we went over a mile, I could outrun him, but I can't see which way he went now. <laughs> I notice you're wearing shoes these days. Yes, sir. Uh, pretty hot out here when you're 15, 20 years on the fire department kind of got me spoiled. Yeah, so shoes, that's good. Yeah. Shoes are a good thing to be spoiled, too. Yeah, they I, sure last good in these fast birds. Yeah, they do. When I was young, I could walk through the grass birds and wouldn't even feel them. <laughs> now I know. That's exactly right. That's right. Bob, you, uh, you come across a lot of rattlesnakes out like this. Have you ever been bit? Five times. Five times. Mercy. Uh, ever get dangerous, like could lose your life? I never went to a doctor. Really? My son was bit two or three years ago, and his wife, my ex-wife, his mother, liked to try to kill me because he wouldn't go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got over it? Yeah. That's, uh, I, I've never, you know, you hardly ever lose a dog to a snake bite, and uh, as long as you don't go getting crazy and start cutting yourself up like a lot of people do. You know, you see all these horror stories with the guy's arms all swollen up to here, and he's got slices all over it. That's usually self-inflicted. He goes to panic and cutting himself up, trying to let poison out, and all he's doing is letting it in. So 
you just sit still and, and let time pass a little bit and not get too excited, and you got over it. Yeah. If you can take the last snake bite, which is right here on the thumb, and it's still got a hard spot. Yeah. Uh, there was a dog food sack in front of neighbor's house, and, you know, it'd be a good way for me to be blamed for a dog food sack being out. <laughs> so I reached down and picked it up, and there's a rattlesnake under it, and it hit me in the thumb. Oh, just got me with one thumb. One th- How long ago was that? That was three years ago. Okay. Right after the drought. Yeah. Anyway, Rick Snipes was his name. Yeah. So I went to his house, and he had some Benadryl. I took 10 Benadryl, and that thing didn't get no bigger than a sausage. You're tougher to boot. You know that? <laughs> oh, man, I learn something every time I'm around you, uh, Bob. If you can get Benadryl immediately, it makes a big difference. We carry it injectable for our dogs. Right, okay. If a dog gets snake bit, you inject him within five minutes or two minutes. Yeah. You don't even swell up. You didn't go to the vet and get those, you know, they've got those uh, rattlesnake vaccines for our dogs now. You didn't go get one of those in yourself, did you, to protect? I didn't, and I'm not sure about, it can't hurt the dog, that's for sure. Right. But I've seen some dogs swell up really bad that had the venom, and I've seen some that didn't swell up that didn't. I don't think it makes a big difference. It may help, but, and even some of the vets I've talked to, they're... Jury's out. Bob, you've spent your entire life out in the, in, in the pastures and the woods and studying wildlife and hunting and fishing. Is it still as exciting to you to get out now as it was when you were a kid? Maybe more so. Cause really? I don't have many years left, and I want to use them the best I can. Barefoot Bob Richardson. Keep in mind as you listen to these stories from Bob and these quail forecasts and weather conditions that these interviews go back a few years. When he talks about an abundant quail crop for this year, that year was seven years ago, 2015. Don't forget to come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Register to win one of our Kinder Outdoors t-shirts there. It's just a good old-fashioned drawing, but you can't win if you don't enter. Hi, everybody. It's World Championship caller Al Morris. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. coming when we heard your truck rattle across that old cattle guard. Welcome to our camp at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder and this is Kinder Outdoors. Uh, If you're just joining us on the show today, we're revisiting some conversations that we've had in the past with some folks that I really enjoyed hanging out with. Barefoot Bob Richardson out in West Texas and former NFL All-Pro Marcus Spears. This corner of the camp house is brought to you by my friends at Purina Pro Plan. They are my friends because long before the radio show, I found out about Pro Plan performance formula for my hardworking bird dogs. Then I discovered other formulas for house dogs, lap dogs, couch potatoes, puppies. There's a Pro Plan formula for every dog. And the one consistent thing about all those Pro Plan formulas superior quality, healthier dogs as a result of feeding ProPlan. Pick up a bag for your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Another guy that I'd like for you to meet uh, on the show today is a fellow that I met a few months ago named Robert McCaslin. He's done something pretty interesting. He's come up with an app that I want to tell you about. If you're a fisherman, you probably won't know about this. Robert McCaslin, welcome to the show. It's sure good to have you. 
Thank you, Billy. Thank you for having me on. You bet. You uh, you like to fish, and uh, like all of us, you like to fish in good places. And you've come up with something that might assist all of us in finding those good places to fish. Tell me about fish fin. Uh, what what am I going to find when I go to this app? Well, we uh, we pretty much took a social media aspect like Fish Brain, and we took a, a, a charter booking service like Fish Anywhere or Fishing Booker, and we merged them together. And uh, you know, you could post your fishing photos on your home on the home screen. People can like and tag. Uh, we have a marketplace set up for uh, charter captains and guide captains to where uh, people can book through the application directly to the captains. Uh, we don't charge any commission fees like some of these other booking services, so that appeals to a lot of the charter captains. Uh, most other services charge between 15 and 30%. Uh, we don't charge anything. It's free to post. We have a marketplace on there where you could sell your fishing gear. If you want to sell an old rod or an old reel, you want to sell your lures, you could post a fishing spot for sale, which is uh, kind of cool. You know, if you are an avid fisherman, you can buy them spot for $10, 20 something like that. And when you buy the spot, you get the data, all that that they uh, caught fish, you know, with the date and time, the weather, and all that's in there. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. We got a lot of, I have a good friend of mine down in South Padre who's a charter captain and uh he's been testing it for us and he loves it he loves the concept uh everything that we're doing i'll tell you what uh you're in the very beginning stages of this now you've got your app developed but you're kind of in a testing stage right yes sir we're testing it right now so you would like people to come and try your app yes i'd like to get some feedback uh we are you can find us at fishfinapp.com and you can download from the website. We're also on App Store for iPhone and Google Play Store for Android. So we are out there, and we're testing and, and uh, trying to get all the bugs out before we launch. We're going to launch probably mid-June, mid-July. Okay. Fishfin, F-I-N, fishfinapp.com is the uh, website. Robert, I hope it does well. Well, thank, thank you, Mr. Skinner. I appreciate your time and uh, everything you do. And God bless you. Got a link for you at kinderoutdoors.com if you want to zip over there and take a look. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. Hey, even if your dog has special conditions like an itchy coat, or maybe they're older and could benefit from added glucosamine in their diet, does your dog have an intolerance to grain? Well, there's a Pro Plan for your dog, specifically built for your dog. Check out all the great Pro Plan formulas. At Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. Elk hunting in Arkansas? Are you kidding me? No, hey, they've had a season for a long time now. They reestablished elk in Arkansas decades ago. And the application period for Arkansas's public land elk hunting permits is open right now through 11.59 p.m. June 1st. These are public land hunts. They'll be for residents only. 18 public land elk tags this year, 12 antlerless, 6 either sex tags available through the online permit system. The drawing for permits will be held at the Buffalo River Elk Festival, uh, which is coming up in Jasper June 24 and 25. Hey, 
That's a big deal. COVID knocked this thing out last year, and it's in person again this year. The Elk Festival. It's the Buffalo River Elk Festival in Jasper. Upland bird hunters from all over America head for Lewistown, Montana every year. That's kind of central Montana, a great place to base if you're going to be up there hunting those wonderful public lands in Montana uh, with your bird dogs. Rattlesnakes have always been an issue if you get there in September when the seasons open up. And now there's another hazard to keep an eye out for. And I mean you better keep both eyes out for grizzlies around Lewistown, Montana. Tracks and hair samples collected in the North Moccasin Mountains near Lewistown confirm the presence of a grizzly bear in the area. And that's not surprising. Over the past few years, the grizzlies have been moving east. They're still in the northern Rockies to the west of Lewistown, but their range is growing eastward. And bird dogs are both irritating and tasty to a grizzly. Watch out, boys. I'm Stephen Scott with the Midwestern State University Bass Team. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Outdoor Texas Camps produces strong young women. Yeah, I was eight, so I was a camper for about three, four years. Like Faith, step one is attend an Outdoor Texas Camp. Get involved, and you never know where it will go from there. This camp like, gave me foundational skills of like how to plan, how to like what does responsibility look like. If they, they can come in knowing nothing, and they will leave with a whole new set of skills. Top-notch instructors teaching outdoor skills, hunting, fishing, and the shooting sports. Young ladies growing confident in their abilities. Like this camp, like, yes, it's about hunting and fishing and their skills learned, but I think they grow up in these camps. We see a kid that doesn't know what, honestly, what responsibility is, and they grow up. Outdoor Texas Camps is now taking enrollment for girls 9 to 17, with $400 scholarships available to young ladies in the North Texas area for Summer Camps 2022. Make it a summer of growth for the young lady in your life. It all starts at OutdoorTexasCamps.com. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. It's time for spring turkeys. Stop in and see the fine folks at Marksman Firearms for guns, ammo, sights, scopes, and accessories. They've got stores in Granbury, Colleen, Mansfield, and Wichita Falls. Texas-owned, Texas-proud. Military and first responders get a 10% discount. And they offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. For more info... Visit MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or 
Nastra. This was the very idea of Nastra's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in Nastra field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. Nastra sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his Nastra championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and Nastra's five national championships. Take a look at our website. NSTRA.org and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. When Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing converts your venison or pork into breakfast sausage or ground meat, it's a hands-down hit. But step outside the box this year. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing has sausages for every taste. I don't know, probably 30 or more. We have German, hickory, hot links. Uh, jalapeno, cheese links, regular jalapeno, and cracked black pepper, Cajun sausage, all kinds of sausage. Our chipotle and cheese is actually our number one seller. We just came out with a hatch chili and cheese summer sausage to complement our links. And we also have a uh, Frito chili cheese pie sausage this year, which is kind of off the charts, but the kids love it. So it's kind of one of those new twists. Located just north of Fort Worth, Texas, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Experts with all wild game. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com. been dropped off in a remote wilderness where the bears outnumber people 10 to 1 and the mosquitoes have been known to carry off full-grown moose lucky join us in camp and tell us about it at tender outdoors my friend barefoot bob richardson is a outdoorsman's outdoorsman i'm telling you this guy is tougher than boot leather and has probably lived more of his life outside than inside no Definitely. <laughs> I've enjoyed my visits with him over the years. I hope you enjoy this one from about a decade ago. Barefoot Bob, it's sure good to sit down with you. I've been wanting to talk with you a long while, but the first thing I noticed about you when you got out of your truck, you've got shoes on. How come? Well, them rocks and cactuses around Brady, Texas are pretty rough on bare feet. <laughs> but you did earn that nickname from running this country barefoot, didn't you? Yes, sir. When I was young and I used to bird hunt with the old sheriff of Jones County, he'd bring people in to hunt, and we lived in the sandy country, and I'd show them where to hunt. Well, their dogs wouldn't hunt because of the grass burrs, and I didn't wear shoes, and I'd run over and pick up their birds for them. Man. That's tough now. That's they started tough. out calling me sand spur, and after a few years it changed to barefoot. Barefoot. How old were you when that was going on? Eight. My word. That, Dave, that's getting after. Dave Reese, that sheriff, he took me kind of under his wing, and he took me everywhere. You know, yeah. was a one-car family. And Did he ever buy you a pair of shoes? No, he never did. <laughs> that rascal. <laughs> Barefoot Bob catches pigs. He doesn't shoot them. He catches them. Man, that's tough stuff there now. How do you dodge them, them, them tusks? Well, as a general rule, when they're wearing a bulldog for an earring, they ain't that bad. <laughs> However, we had a man fighter that drugged two bulldogs, run my son down, got him down, and worked him over oh. big time. Cut him six times. Oh, my. How's he doing? Cut him in, he's all right. Yeah. Cut him in both thighs. Cut him in the cheek of his butt, 
and twice in the ribs and in his shoulder. My goodness. He was him four foot in the air. Woo! And still, the dogs never turned loose. They still had him. Yeah. How many did you catch last night? We caught nine last night. Sellers. Yeah. Plus some little ones. Now, is that a good night? That's an excellent night. Yeah. Five of these were big bladed boars that'll bring over a hundred dollars. Now, what you do is you run them with the dogs. You let the dogs catch them, and then you come in and do what? Well, you you run in and try to get behind them, and you grab your tail with your left hand and the back foot with your right hand, and you flip them over on their side and tie their four feet together. Sounds easy enough. I want to go sometime, but I'm going to watch you from the pickup. <laughs> I'd love to see that sometime. You've hunted and fished and been outdoors just about every day of your life, haven't you? Yes, sir. You've got some amazing stories I bet you could tell me uh, throughout the years. Uh, you've done some stuff. What do you recall that kind of sticks out? You know what? I've had such a good life and got to do so many things. If I had to be anybody in the world, I'd be me. God's been great with me. Yeah. He's, he's good to us. Me everything I've ever wanted. You know, I've never wanted anything I couldn't get, but he's given me everything I've ever wanted. The trick to being happy with life is being happy with what you can get, not satisfied, but happy with what you can get, and uh, not wanting what you can't have. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, what's, the, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen happen on a pig hunt? Well, my fifth of the fattest sister <laughs> had a boyfriend out of New Jersey. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names. My fifth to the fattest Sister, yeah. <laughs> we went hog hunting one time, and we caught a big boar, and uh, we were carrying him out on the army stretcher because the brush was real thick. Yeah. And uh, we'd carry him about 50 yards is all you could handle because yeah. he weighed about 300, and there was just the two of us. And then when we'd rest, he'd set the cot on the ground, an old army stretcher, and I'd sit on the hog, hog's butt, and he'd stand there and blow until we could go again. Well, after about 10 or 12 rest periods, I sat on the butt, and he walked around there and sat on the head. Uh-oh. Well, this mad boar with a butt stuck in his face just latched on. Well, he took off running, and he was dragging the stretcher. <laughs> now, two of us could barely carry it, but he could drag it. <laughs> That's about the funniest thing I've ever seen. I guess so. Hey, to you. I didn't think it was that funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, it's been real droughty uh, out in this part of the country. Uh, what's that going to do to our to our deer and their horn development this year? The best bucks on a dry year when they still get enough to eat. A deer can only eat so much and get so much nutrition. Without the high-protein rations, if you've got a lot of moisture content in your forage, he could still only eat 10 pounds. If it's 70% moisture, he's not going to get as much good as if it's 50% moisture. Mm. So we could have an outstanding deer year. The burn has moved them around a lot. It's concentrated on what didn't burn. Of course, all Texas didn't burn, but yeah. probably a third of Stonewall County burnt. Half of our ranch got burnt and half of it didn't. It's going to concentrate all the deer from the burn right now or in the unburn. Now, if, it, if we can just get a, just a little rain and green it back up, they'll move back to their home range. But right now, I mean, it killed mesquite trees full size. Yeah. You've had some terrible fires out here. We've had them in my home county over yeah. in Palo Pinto and yeah. out post where I hunt where half part of our ranch is burned. It's, it's just affecting everybody. What will these animals do uh, when they first sense that smoke? You watch this wildlife a lot. Yeah, the quail, of course, we were right in the middle of it, but the quail would fly about three times away from the fire. And, you know, each flight would get a little short because I was watching them. They'd fly two to four times, and then the last flight, when they were really tired, they'd fly back through the flame, fly right back through it. You're kidding me. The whole, of course, they were pairing up, so you only had small coveys or five or six or pairs. And if it was a pair or a covey, they all went back through it. Did they survive? I'm assuming they did because I'm seeing more quail now than I ever did before the fire. Wow. Of course, the, the cubbies are broke up into pairs, so you yeah. see a lot more. And when you look out there and you can see 500 yards, 
you see quail that you didn't see when it was yeah. grass. If we can get a, an inch and a half of rain during May to get a little bit of nesting cover, because yeah. it burned off a lot of our snakes, a lot of our rats, all the brush piles and the coons. Right after the fire, the next day after the fire, I just drive around and see them coons. They'd be in the tallest tree they could with all the hair singed off of them. And so, you know, it hurt the coons. The turkeys, I never found a dead turkey, and the, the hens were already sitting. And actually, I've got three turkey nests spotted that were sitting, and I can see them now because it's like everything around them burnt except their nest. I guess they had it packed, but it's a one tiny little circle of brown with eggs in it. Now, they're still sitting on them eggs right out in the broad open. Are they really? I'm anxious to see if they're going to hatch. Give me a call let me know how that goes. I'd love to. I've got 18 days to go yeah. after they were burnt over. And they had to be sitting before the burnover, so in 18 days I'll know if they're going to hatch or not. I'll be darned. That's very you interesting. They're out in black. As far as you can see, there ain't a sprig of nothing, and she's still sitting on that nest. I'll be darned. That is amazing to me. I, I just figured those eggs would burn up, and that was over. I'm sure they didn't burn up, yeah. but might have cooked them. More from Barefoot Bob a little bit later on. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. Pick up the formula that's perfect for your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. So you take that trip with Bob, you get a good freezer-sized pig on the ground. Now what? Well, let's leave that up to Master Chef John Bonnell. That's right. See a pig, shoot a pig. That's my motto. Anytime you're out. Right. Now, one thing that a lot of people don't uh, know or really uh, they underestimate is the, uh, is the uh, value of that pig on the table because that's really healthy meat, isn't it? It is. Uh, the only thing you got to worry about is it's a little leaner than regular pork, so you have to you kind of alter your thinking about about the wild pigs. And so, what do we do not to really dry them out when we're cooking them? And, and what's a real good recipe? My favorite thing to do with any of the meat you got, whether it's from the hams, the back straps, anything you've got, is clean it real well of any connective tissue, uh, any any kind of silver skin. Get pure lean meat, and then grind in some bacon. Buy some whole slab bacon. And at about an 80 to 20 ratio, 80% pig, 20% bacon, grind it all together, season it up with some garlic, uh, a little bit of fresh thyme and sage are wonderful. Then you got something you can work with for burgers, meatballs, anything you like. And, of course, uh, when we're out and we don't have the option of, of grinding that meat, we, want, we shot that pig today. We want to clean him and have fresh pork tonight or for breakfast in the morning. Got a simple, quick campfire recipe? You bet. Braising always works. I like to get a nice Dutch oven, take a nice, uh, you know, like a shoulder roast or a back ham, a nice big piece, season it real well, brown it as hard as you can in a little bit of oil, add in some onion, garlic, celery, carrots, a little splash of white wine and some chicken stock, put the lid on, cook it low and slow, about three or four hours, it'll fall apart tender. So with a little preparation, you can eat at the camp almost as well as you can at Bonnell's, right? And you don't have to you don't have to pay the bill at the end. <laughs> hey, tell us where you're located. We want to come have dinner. I'm on the southwest side of Fort Worth on Brian Irvin Road, just off of I-20, and you can check us out on the web at BonnellsTexas.com. Hey, everybody, it's Dave Mercer with Bassmaster. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I am sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hey, Billy, get off the stage. I'm the MC. At Classic Chevrolet Grapevine, we know all about the early morning memories made in the cab of the truck. Because it's fun to um, be able to 
uh, do something with my dad and my older brother. So what time did you have to get up this morning to uh, to get all the way down here and dressed and fed and ready to go? 4.30. 4.30. Don't you normally get up about 4.30, though? Mm-hmm. No. no way. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fun, though, when you're coming out to the dove field to get up that early. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes. There you very. go. Did you see your daddy shooting at that dove right then? Yes. Do you see that dove still flying? Uh, probably. <laughs> at Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we know that the cab of the truck is a special place. It's where family heritage is carried down the trail. Important things happen here. Trusted conversations, understanding smiles, life's victories and laughter, sometimes tears. We're honored to ride along with your family. ClassicChevrolet.com. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The Duck Lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castoria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, 
I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me, heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore, men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. campfire is always the gathering spot, no matter the weather. Tall tales and life's tough spots get worked out here. This is Kinder Outdoors. This is Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder. Thanks for hanging out around our old campfire this weekend. We really appreciate that. We're revisiting some old friends on the show today, like Marcus Spears. He played defensive end in the NFL for nine years. College football, Louisiana State University, LSU. All-American. The Dallas Cowboys drafted him in the first round back in 2005. He also played for the Baltimore Ravens. You can also watch him on NFL Network's studio show, NFL Live. One thing you might not know about Marcus Spears, he loves crappie on his hook and in his belly. <laughs> Tell me about growing up and catching crappie. I, I, know, you, I know you did. I mean, how how much time we got? <laughs> Listen, it, it is. Uh, I love I love bass fishing. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, but if I'm on the water, I'm chasing crappie. <laughs> and from being from Louisiana, we call them sackalay. Yep. And that's what I grew up with fishing for with my grandfather, brim and sackalay. Yep. But sackalay especially, and I tell people all the time. If you haven't had sackalay, you haven't had the best fish in the water. I don't care if it's salt water, yeah. fresh water. I don't care if it's water that's upside down, green water, clear water. If you haven't had crappy, you haven't had the best tasting fish in the water. But for me, just seeing that jig and feeling that thump, it just it's a difference. It, yeah. it, it, like I, I, I watch these guys bass fish, and when them bass hit that top water, I know that's adrenaline and excitement. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting down. I'm letting that jig pop. And I'm just slightly moving that wrist. And when that thing, boop, it's yeah. time. Yeah. And then when it's coming up, you see it. Yes. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Hey. You think about the grease, yeah. the Louisiana fish fry that I put on it. Man, it, it listen, I, it's the best. It is the best. It's and, the best. you know, I, I don't know. I never knew this until right now, but you may be my brother from a different Yeah, way. man. Because I'm I, you. Hey, I love to bass fish. It's fun. But putting me on a brush pile with about 600 crappie sitting oh, on that thing down there, oh, and I would just sit there and wear them out. And, 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 and ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't it so good when you find that hole? Oh, yeah. And it's just, you just you just fishing. you just sitting there, and you know what's going to happen. You're not thinking it's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. And you're sitting on top of it, of it and you got the boat well positioned, yeah. and, and even the people on the back of the boat catching crap in a sack yeah, of lake. Yeah. That's when you know it's on. All the way around, you betcha. You know, sometimes you uh, you meet a celebrity, and I have them on the show all mm -hmm. the time, and, and you can tell they're not quite there. <laughs> they fish, <laughs> but they're 
You are a fisherman I that's know. got some celebrity. That's, yeah. You're the real deal. Yeah, I man. I, I, listen, this, this, this for me is the most natural thing because it's the first thing I started learning when I was young. Yeah. With that, that, that carried some responsibility. Right. Um, and, and not to be too serious, if you ain't had crappy you got to have it, and yeah. then you'll go, you'll go fish for them. Exactly. I mean, that, for me, it was, all right, that's a crispy piece of fish, <laughs> and it tastes really good, and I want to eat some more, and you can't buy it from the grocery store. No, you so you got to put in the work to go get them. you got to catch a most big old red ear brim that we go out to Caddo Lake oh, there on the Louisiana border oh, and, and catch. You know, you get up on a wad of those, a big bed yes, of those sir. in the summertime, Marcus. Yes, sir. Mercy. Yes, sir, and you fry them whole. Yes, you, <laughs> yeah. you just got them, roll them, roll them, and fry. Oh man, we did it so many times. My grandfather, my grandfather, would catch them. We'll catch them, and that next morning, or even the morning when we get back, if we had a good early morning when we get out there like five thirty, and we done at like seven thirty. Yeah, man, my grandmother fried them things with some grits. Listen, I'm, I'm, look, God bless you, Granny. She up there in heaven right now probably frying some crappy, man. Shoot, it was, it, but, but that's where, that's where it, it all starts for me. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's more than just fishing. Yeah. And if you listen, if you hear anybody that fishes and, and has it as a passion, it's always more than just fishing. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I hear some people say, I just can't stand the fish. I, I don't like fish. You just sit out there all day. Something's wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong there. They're detached somewhere. Hey, how about hunting? Did you spend much time in the woods growing up down in Louisiana? I absolutely did. Yeah. And we we ran rabbits. Oh, yeah. I didn't deer hunt much until I was in my teens. Yeah. Um, my Uncle Duke is who got me in the first stand. Okay. And uh, didn't didn't take anything, but I saw a couple of does, and I, I, re I knew it. I just knew it immediately. I love doing this. Yep. And I'm one of those guys, man, I, I hunt what I eat. All right, and I'm, I don't, you hunt what you hunt. I hunt what I eat. If I'm hunting, if I'm fishing, I'm making groceries. <laughs> that's, that's just me. But, yeah, that peace of mind and, you know, my son took his first deer uh, uh, two years ago. Hey, congratulations, yeah, man. That's bigger than you. Oh, I watched the, the excitement and, and all of the practice coming together, you know. So it's, uh, it's the outdoors. I, I tell people. If you don't understand what peace of mind is, yeah. get on the boat, get in the deer stand exactly. with peace and quiet. Yes, and it's the only time now that my son don't bring iPad. Yeah. So that's magic. I'm for it. <laughs> I'm Absolutely. For it. Yeah. You bet it is. Yeah. Well, man, I tell you what, I told you uh, in a previous conversation that I've enjoyed all of your careers. You. Loved watching you play ball. Love what you have to say on TV. Sometimes I wish you'd get in the face a little bit more. Yeah, so think of me next time, all right, and, and, and put it on them. Uh, growing up in Louisiana, did you know you were going to be an LSU Tiger from birth? Did people put that in you? What's funny, no. No, no because, listen, it was, it was a lot of the stars in Louisiana went to Florida schools, yeah. uh, Florida State, Miami, um, and, and people don't realize it. Peyton went to Tennessee. He's from Louisiana. Eli went to Ole Miss. He's from Louisiana. Ed Reed is from Louisiana. Went to Miami. Reggie Wayne is from Louisiana. And, man, I just, you know, it was God's perfect timing. Yeah. And Nick Saban was the head coach. Not the Nick Saban everybody knows now. Right. It's, it was Nick Saban that was trying to build a program. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of guys that I played with from Louisiana were really good football players. 
And it just seemed like it just it, it was a great time to make the decision. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to represent for our state school. And, and on our visits, the one common thing was a lot of these schools, a lot of these dudes from them areas that's having success. You know, I visited Miami. I visited Ohio State. I visited Texas A&M. And it was a big conglomerate of Florida guys at Miami, yeah. big conglomerate of guys up from Ohio in that area at Ohio State. And I was like, dude, we got some really good football players in Louisiana. It's and soccer like And soccer like right? <laughs> Stay home. Um, but but it just it, it worked out, and and it was a it was God perfect timing, man. I liked it. Like taking credit for that, crazy. We never knew how this would turn out, but but ending up at LSU, where I can go right down the street get Mama's cooking, yep. and I knew where my brush piles was at. I wasn't worried about nothing. That's exactly right. I'm going to wrap it up with this. You give the good Lord credit, oh, and and you've got a smile on your face and your joy. I I can see the source of your joy. Yes, sir. It that's the foundation. I had a praying grandmother, a praying mama, a praying sister, and I understood what that meant for me early. Yeah. Um, and that's why you that's why you got to be careful when you're in my position of, of always talking about me and what I did right. and what I'm doing. It took a lot of people to get me here. And a lot of those people, including myself, knew that God was our source. So and we're still here. And that's what my mama used to tell me, and she tell me this the other day. As long as you got breath in your body, you praise his name. That's exactly right. That's and do you know how fast those three women would have scratched your eyes out oh, if you got huh? Yeah, yeah. It was out of line. Yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't even a thought. It wasn't even a thought. That was the wrath I was scared of. Let's go crappie fishing, brother. Let's do it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Oh, Marcus Spears loves it outside, on the water or in the woods. Really enjoyed my time with him. Hey, Purina Pro Plan for your hardworking bird dogs, guys. 30% protein, 20% fat. That's a hot fuel. Pro Plan Performance in the Purple Sport Bag. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Yes, you feed that 30-20 year-round. Just cut back the amount you feed in the hot summertime. Your dogs are using less then. But for their overall health, don't change feed back and forth or formulas. Pro Plan Performance Formula 365. Hey, listen, it's time to stretch our legs and grab a fresh cup of coffee, and then it's down the home stretch with another visit from Barefoot Bob. Good morning, this is Jimmy Houston. <laughs> and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. <laughs> You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done, and that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S, TejasRanchFencing.com. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your 
heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do. So the cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word. CSBibleChurch.org. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step-by-step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. We thank God for the freedom our men and women that defend it, and the Constitution that guarantees it. Welcome to camp with Kinder Outdoors. Barefoot Bob Richardson and I first got together on the side of a road somewhere between Haskell and, I don't remember, it was a farm-to-market road about a decade ago. Then we hooked up again on the side of the road in about 2015. 
Every time I meet up with Bob, it's nowhere near town. That's the way he spent most of his life. And that's the way he likes it. We're replaying those old conversations on the show today. I hope you enjoy getting to know Barefoot Bob. You spend a lot of time, all your life, you've spent time out in the woods, uh, out there hunting, fishing, observing. And one thing that's been on my mind since we talked last time, you know, we were in bad drought last time you and I talked, and we had bad fires out here. And you were watching some of the wildlife and how they reacted to those fires. You said that it pushed the turkeys, uh, but then after the fire pushed through, they kind of flew back over it and back right back into that burn. Burn ground. Yeah. And the quail, the fire didn't get many quail, but they come right back to their home turf and isn't that something? The aerial predators just wiped them out in that bare ground. Yeah. No cover. No cover. And the deer haven't recovered completely yet, probably an 80% recovery. And, and our quail, this is the first year we've had, and it's going to be fabulous. Yeah. If folks want to learn how to catch a hog, yeah. because you don't kill them, you catch them. Right. How do they go about it, Bob? Give us a one, two, three on how to do that. Well, you can either use traps. Right now, there's a good market on hogs. Yeah. I mean, they bring good money. and Or you can use dogs. I do both. Yeah. Uh, the dogs is the pleasure. The traps are to make a living. But, uh, well, we we got bay dogs. They'll yeah. find the hog and bite him in the butt till he backs up in a bush. And then we use the catch dog. He catches him and holds him by the ear till we flip him over and tie his feet. Is that your job, flip him and tie his feet? Mine or my son's. or yeah. uh, I've got a... A guy named Matt McWilliams out of Brady that hunts with us a lot. Okay. And uh, so when you're flipping that hog, you make it sound pretty simple. Uh, is that kind of like a calf roper, reach down there and grab him legs and flip it? Yes and no. Uh, a calf, you grab him by the flank and flip him. Yeah. A hog, you grab him by the tail with your left hand, a back leg with your, and push him forward and push him over. It's real. The bigger the hog, the weight works against them and the easier they are to flip. Okay, they'll go there because they're, they're front loaded. They're heavy to the front and they kind of flip them over like a wheelbarrow. Push them forward like a wheel. Yeah, that's what you do, exactly like a wheelbarrow. I'll be darned. Well, one of these days, well, I'm going to tag along with you one evening and, and I'm going to watch you and take some pictures of that and, uh, and, and come along with you. Our hogs in Texas, my goodness, we can't keep up with how fast they're breeding. Yeah, but we're the lowest we've been in ever. Are we? Are we down? Uh, I buy for Southern Wild Game, and uh, I think this year we bought 10% as many hogs as normal. Oh, good. Well, that's good news and bad news. I think a lot of it's drought-related. Uh, maybe when it rains, they'll come back. Right. You know, for some, most people, hogs are a problem, but there's getting to be a growing number of people in Texas that make their living off hogs. Yeah, I was on a ranch in South Texas a few years back, turkey hunting in the spring, and yeah. There was a father and son there from Pennsylvania, a father and son from California, and a father and son from Idaho. And I said, what are you all all doing down here? And they said, man, we're here to hunt hogs. And I thought, we just shoot them out of the pickup. They're a nuisance. <laughs> There's more, probably more money made in hogs than any other single species in Texas. I'll be darned. Yeah, that's how big it, it got. And we have how big it's gotten, the volume. Yeah, exactly. Bob, what are some of the neat things that you've observed with our, our critters and our wildlife through the years? Man, everything in the wild is neat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the deal about quail, I, I'm sure you've kept up with the quail. Oh, yeah. They have been rock bottom. Yeah. And in one year, they went from one of the worst years ever to abundant. Uh, we just, oh, it's been three or four weeks ago, I went down south and we were uh, netting 
axis bulls and, yeah. and putting them in high fences, netting them in the, where there wasn't a high fencing. Right. And I was on the ground crew riding a four-wheeler, and we, when they'd net the bull, then we'd run up behind him and throw him and tie him. Yeah. Well, uh, that country there I've guided in it for years, and if you've seen a, a cubby quail in a week, even back when we had birds everywhere, that was a big deal. Yeah. I bet you I've seen 25 cubbies. Wow. In one day. And they're big cubbies and they're different size birds. Yeah, we got everything from that big to full grown. Yeah. From little babies to, I think, three hatches. Yeah, bumblebees. Three hatches. We may have lost a little bit of this late hatch out here in West Texas because of the, you know, we were 110 for about 10, 15 days. And uh, I'm not seeing quite as many of the little birds as I was earlier, but. We didn't lose them all because just last week my son's guiding dove hunts right now, and he ran into three bunches that didn't even have feathers. My goodness. Brand new little old baby birds. This is going to be a good fall. If you've ever thought about uh, coming to West Texas and going on a guided quail hunt, this may be your year. It's going to be. Last big one I can last one I can remember was really good, Bob, was 2005. I had a great year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we had... Three years of bad quail in 2000 to 2001. It went 2000 was nothing. 2001 was loaded just like this year. Yeah. yeah. And then we had five or six good years in a row. Let me ask you this, Bob. If your dogs catch a 350-pound hog, a big one, a sure enough big one, do you send your son in to flip him? Whoever gets there first, but he can outrun me now. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, if we went over a mile, I could outrun him, but I can't see which way he went now. <laughs> I notice you're wearing shoes these days. Yes, sir. Uh, pretty hot out here when you 15, 20 years on the fire department kind of got me spoiled. Yeah. So shoes, that's good. Yeah. Shoes are a good thing to be spoiled, too. Yeah, they I, sure last good in these grass birds. Yeah, they do. When I was young, I could walk through the grass birds and wouldn't even feel them. <laughs> now I know. That's exactly right. That's right. Bob, you uh, you come across a lot of rattlesnakes out like this. Have you ever been bit? Five times. Five times. Mercy. Uh, ever get dangerous? Like, could lose your life? I never went to a doctor. Really? My son was bit two or three years ago, and his wife, my ex-wife, his mother, liked to try to kill me because he wouldn't go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got over it? Yeah. That's, uh, I, I've never, you know, you hardly ever lose a dog to a snake bite, and uh, as long as you don't go getting crazy and start cutting yourself up like a lot of people do. You know, you see all these horror stories with the guy's arms all swollen up to here, and he's got slices all over it. That's usually self-inflicted. He goes to panic and cutting himself up, trying to let poison out, and all he's doing is letting it in. So you sit still and, and let time pass a little bit and not get too excited, and you got over it. Yeah. If you can take the last snake bite, which is right here on the thumb, and it's still got a hard spot. Yeah. Uh, there was a dog food sack in front of neighbor's house, and, you know, It'd be a good way for me to be blamed for a dog food being out. So I reached down and picked it up, and there's a rattlesnake under it, and it hit me in the thumb. Oh, just okay. got me with one thumb. One th- How long ago was that? That was three years ago. Okay. Right after the drought. Yeah. Anyway, Rick Snipes was his name. Yeah. So I went to his house, and he had some Benadryl. I took 10 Benadryl, and that thing didn't get up no bigger than a sausage. You're tougher than a boot. You know that? <laughs> oh man, I learn something every time I'm around you, uh, Bob. If you can get Benadryl immediately, it makes a big difference. We carry it injectable for our dogs. Right. Okay. If a dog gets snake bit, and you inject him within five minutes or two minutes. Yeah. He don't even swell up. 
You didn't go to the vet and get those, you know, they've got those uh, rattlesnake vaccines for our dogs now. You didn't go get one of those in yourself, did you, to protect? I didn't, and I'm not sure about, it can't hurt the dog, that's for sure. Right. But I've seen some dogs swell up really bad that had the venom, and I've seen some that didn't swell up that didn't. I don't think it makes a big difference. It may help, but. Yeah. And even some of the vets I've talked to, they their jury's out. Bob, you've spent your entire life out in the, in, in the pastures and the woods and studying wildlife and hunting and fishing. Is it still as exciting to you to get out now as it was when you were a kid? Maybe more so. Cause really? I don't have many years left, and I want to use them the best I can. Replaying some old conversations with Barefoot Bob Richardson out in West Texas. That interview you just heard was from 2015. We're just reminiscing a little bit today. Hey, I want to thank you for hanging out in the camp house with us today at Kinder Outdoors. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time that we have together each week and invite you back next time around. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch. Hey.